because we're going to teach the word. You guys ready to hear the word on this morning? All right, let's pray. Father, we come to you, give you praise, glory, and honor. Thank you for uh, this time around your word with these your precious people, the very sheep of your pasture. I thank you that their eyes, their ears, their hearts and minds are open to receive this word. So we thank you for good seed, which is the word of God, that will fall into good ground, which is their hearts. Now, Father, I cannot do this without you. I need you right now. I need your anointing upon me that the people of God might be encouraged, edified, and uplifted. And so for that, I decrease that you, the greater one, might increase. Think through my mind, speak through my lips as I declare your word. I thank you for the compassion of Jesus that always flows from my heart in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. All right. Well, if you have a Bible, whatever you use, uh, a device with the Bible app, if you'll hold it up and hold it high, we're going to make our declaration of faith. And so it's, it's, it's exciting to be in the room and also to be online. And so I know that you guys are with us. And uh, like Pastor Evan, he already told you to get out of bed. So hopefully uh, you're up, you got your Bible and you're ready to go. So everyone repeat after me, say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Today, I will be taught the word of faith. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys have been in an incredible series. Hey, niece, haven't you? I saw you up on stage doing a good job. Uh, I remember, gosh, when heaven was... Seven, eight years old when I was coming to hang out at your other house years ago. And so it is just amazing to see what God is doing in your life. I love you and Landon so very much. And I'm so proud of you. I had to throw that in there. It won't cost you guys anymore. All right. So you guys have been in an incredible series uh, entitled Greater. And um, uh, uh, your pastor has declared that 2021 is going to be a year of great rewards and great things. Uh, greater has to do, you guys have learned, with more mighty and infinitely superior in an importance in size and significance than anything or anybody. And how many know that's just the kind of God that we serve? And you have to have faith that this is my year for great reward and greater things. And so I want to share with you today my uh, subject today. I want to talk about greater works. I want to talk about greater works. This is something that is very easy for me to teach. It's very close to my heart. Go with me to John, the 14th chapter uh, and the 12th verse. And I, I this is a, a, a lesson that is very simple, uh, but at the same time, it is very impactful. And if you will lend me your ear and your hearts uh, for the next few minutes, I know you're going to be blessed by it. John, the 14th chapter and the 12th verse says, most assuredly, I say to you that he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. So here Jesus is emphasizing greater works. And I'll kind of give you the backdrop. John 14 through 16, Jesus is really introducing the person of the Holy Spirit because he's leaving. He's going to be crucified. And so he's saying things to them that, that might be familiar. He says, let your heart not be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And he, he talked about how he was going to prepare a place for them. Uh, uh, he emphasized 
emphasizes that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And then, and then Philip stops and asks a question. He says, well, show us the Father. And Jesus begins to get them to understand, hey, when you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Like the Father and I are one. And then he picks up where I just picked up a few seconds ago. And he says, listen, you should know this by seeing the works that I do. But when I go back to my Father, you're going to be able to do even greater works. And so that's really what I want to talk about uh, to you today. Uh, I, I have a three-point lesson. It's very simple. And so I, I want you to take good notes for all of you all online. I know you're going to be typing. And so, listen, I have a lesson. I have three points and about eight scriptures. So if you, uh, if some of my note takers out there can do that, I think it'll be helpful, especially for those who come back and watch it later. And so I've got three simple points that I want to jump in. And uh, I'm going to, are y'all ready to go into this? All right. Point number one is greater works require a kingdom mindset. Greater works require a kingdom mindset. Jesus' entire existence on earth was all about serving and making a difference. Uh, Philippians, the second chapter and the fifth verse, uh, the writer says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So you've got to have the same mind and the same mindset. Who being in the form of God, the Bible says he did not think it robbery to be equal with God, but watch what he did. He he made himself of no reputation and that's extremely big we've got to learn that when we're making a difference when we're when we're doing things for others when we're impacting lives that we have to do it with the spirit of humility you got it because we have to make ourselves of no reputation watch what he says and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men So a kingdom mindset teaches us that we have a responsibility to serve in humility and make a difference. And I think that's that's the key. I'm not just serving, but I'm serving in humility that I don't got to do it, that I get to do it. And it is a privilege to serve in the house of God, outside of the house of God, that it's just a privilege to serve anywhere. That's a good place to clap and you almost missed it. You clapping online. I hope you're clapping through the lens. All right. So listen, uh, this is my biggest take home statement of the day. So if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. All right. My biggest take home statement of the day is you're never closer to the will of God than when you're impacting someone's life in an amazing way. I'll give it to you one more time. You're never closer to the will of God than when you're impacting someone's life in an amazing way. Uh, and, and, and the, you know, the whole goal is to make a difference, to bring fresh air to those who feel like the world is closing in on them. And that is the heart of God. The reason sometimes church becomes boring uh, for believers, especially if you've been here a while, you know, and you've just kind of gotten used to things, you don't really understand fully your role. Because sometimes people will come to church so their life can get better and you should come to church so your life can get better. After you come to church and you start learning the word and you start learning the importance of, you know, the law of confession that my word makes me and my word breaks me and you start confessing the word. You begin to learn to give and then God starts giving back to you and, and your life starts getting better and your family starts getting better and, and, you know, all these things. But what you have to understand is it doesn't stop there. As your life is getting better, you should on a daily basis be doing your part to impact somebody else's life to make their life better. Does that make sense? So I'm always doing whatever I can do to make somebody else's life better. And so that's the whole goal. You know, I like to say, if you want to go fast, you go by yourself. 
But if you want to go far, you go together. And I think that your man of God has done an amazing job at bringing everyone together. If you're not careful, sometimes you'll ask, well, why were we in the school so long? And why did we do this? Now, you have to understand that he's in a position that you're not in. But when you look back over all the years and where you are now, you can stop and say, look what the Lord has done. Amen. That's a good place to clap in the house. So if you want to go by, if you want to go fast, you go by yourself. But if you want to go far, you go together. And word of truth has gone far. And I believe that you have a long ways to go. Can I get a Amen. All right. Too many times we discount the team concept and you've got to understand that we are better together. Even those that are on the lens, you are still with us. You are still part of this church. You are still very much getting online. You're getting on on time. You're sharing, you know, this with your friends, the live stream. You're giving, you're worshiping. When Pastor Evan gets up to teach, you're holding your Bible up, making your confession. So we are all in this together because we believe that, you know, the pandemic is over in Jesus name. That's our confession. We're just waiting for the manifestation of it so we can all get back and worship together. But until then we do what we do. So whether we're in the, in in the house or in your house, we are still better together. Does that make sense? So bottom line, if we're going to exist as a church, how many know we must make a difference? If we're going to exist as a church, we must make a difference. Matthew, the fifth chapter, go with me there. And the 15th verse, I want to read it out of the message translation, and I'm going to read verses 15 through 18. He says, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? Just shake your head. No. He says, I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, he says, shine. I love this next part. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. And I think that that's so important that I just, it can't be about me and my four and no more. But I have to keep open house. Like my life is an open book. I'm, I'll talk to anybody. I'll share with anybody. I'll give to anybody. I'll talk, you know, and, and I think that I, we have to understand that. And then watch what he says. He says, be generous with your lives. Sometimes we're like, man, my time is my time. When I get done, I'm going home. I'm not talking to nobody. I'm not doing, no, but we have to learn to be generous with our lives. I heard the announcement, you guys are going to be feeding your county again. And I get it. I understand it's COVID and we understand all those things, but I'm in the house here. Everybody in the room has a mask on. They're all social distancing. So, so, you know, and then, so I think we have to say, you know what, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to put my mask on. I'm going, I'm going to make a difference. And sometimes those days, how many know, can be some of the funnest, best days of your life when you're making a difference in the lives of others. Isn't that right? So he says, by opening up to others, watch this, watch this, watch how this works. This is this domino effect. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous father in heaven. So we must have a kingdom mindset to serve with humility and to make a difference in the lives of others. All right. So number two, everybody say number two. Number two, 
Greater works require us to prepare our hands and our hearts to serve like Jesus. Greater works require us to prepare our hands and our hearts to serve like Jesus. God has given each of us different gifts uh, and different talents, and we are to use them generously to make a difference in the lives of others. I am one blessed dude. You understand what I'm saying? And the reason I'm blessed is because I'm generous with my life. You got it? Yes, I'm generous with my money, but I'm generous with every part of my life. First Peter 4 and 10 says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So we've all been given various gifts from God to make a difference in the life of others. And so as we prepare our hands and our hearts uh, to serve like Jesus, I submit to you one of the things that should be high at the top of that while I'm serving is excellence. I, I believe that excellence is, is so very important. Uh, you know, when, when people come to your church, whether it's to come to a service or they're just, you know, coming to a food distribution and they see the excellence, they see how you do things. I think excellence really attracts people. Uh, and so, uh, you know, if I had time, this is not the lesson for this, but if I had time, I would explain to you that excellence is the process and not the product. A lot of times people look at the product and think that was excellence. When you look at this building, you know, this building, you see excellence, but it is not the, watch this. It's not just the product. It is the process of planning properly and creative minds getting together and, and so many things happening that when you walk in, you're like, wow, this place is amazing. But it's not just the product. It is what you did to get to where you are. Does that make sense? And I believe that we should do that the same way. You know, uh, no matter if I'm, well, I'm going to get to that in a minute because I'm going to share with you some different um, ideas that we've come up with uh, in New Bern and just some things that the Lord has given us that, uh, that might be a blessing to you because some of you are serving inside of a church, but some of you are not back yet, but you can still make a difference. And so I want to share that with you. Uh, Ephesians, the sixth chapter and the sixth verse, go with me there. And we're, we're pushing the point uh, that this requires, greater works requires us to prepare our hands and our hearts to serve like Jesus. And this is real important. He says, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, Doing the will of God from where, class? The heart, right? That's the key. That everything I do, I'm doing it from the heart. So, so no one's making me do it. Pastor's not making me do it. Nobody else is making me do it. I do this because I love God and I want to do this. He says, with goodwill, doing service as unto the Lord and not to man. So this means getting out of my comfort zone. This means depending on Holy Spirit to lead me and to guide me. You got it. Pastor Evan was telling me that he, I think he had to drop his car for something. He had to catch an Uber. He's like, man, I witnessed to the Uber guy and got him saved right in the car. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. It didn't, it doesn't take long, but if we have the right mindset and prepare our hearts and our hands at any moment, we can make a difference in the lives of others. Does that make sense? And so there's so many ways to do greater works. Of course, if you're back, then, you know, uh, I know there's people serving in different areas, you know, whether it's the cameras and media and, and, and in God's house, you know, to have a service, we need a whole lot of people doing a whole lot of things, right? And so, uh, you know, but maybe you're not back yet. Maybe you're looking through the lens 
nerves and, you know, you're immune compromised or you just can't come back right now. It's okay because you're still part of the team. You got it. And there are things that you can do. You know, uh, let me give you a few. Keeping up with our seniors and those that are immune compromised. You know, calling them, FaceTiming them, sending a card, going and picking up groceries for them or, you know, or, or going and picking up medicine for them. You know, those are just some of the things that you can do. Here's another one. Providing a meal or a gift basket or a care package for first responders, you know, or, or for different essential workers. Uh, uh, you know, here's a real big one. Here's a real big one. Uh, I can't help anybody with this one. Uh, homework help for all the kids that are online because, you know, homework help is big because are, are y'all back in school now or no? Some of y'all are, it's okay. You know, back, well, where I live at, we're not in school, like, at all. And so everybody's on Zoom. And how many know kids learn differently? Some are okay through Zoom, but there's some kids like, you know, like me, when I was a kid, I needed to be in the room so that way when the teacher got done, I could raise my hand and ask a question. And when she answered it, I was going to raise my hand and ask another question. You understand? And so now if you're good in English or you're good in math, that's something else you can do. You might know somebody, you know, or you could put it out to, you know, your, your whatever your community or your small group. Hey guys, I'm really good in English. So if you got any kids or any nieces or nephews that need any help, let me know. And you've got to understand that if you will just depend on Holy Spirit, he will give you creative ways to do greater works. Amen. Uh, and so there's, you know, what, what else do I have? You know, reaching out to the teachers to see if you can help them. I'm sure that they're overwhelmed with what they've got going on. Uh, one thing that our school, uh, our church does is we, um, we have, uh, I don't exactly understand how they're doing it without going to school, but some of the kids are starting to start sports again, like basketball. And I think that they're separated and they can't be around anybody else. So our church is starting to prepare meals for them at Max Place because Max Place is our pavilion and, and they have, you know, uh, pregame dinners normally. So we're, you know, doing it COVID style with, you know, uh, bagged lunches or bagged dinners, I should say, and we're dropping it off to them. So there's all kind of ways to make a difference. The key is having the right mindset, preparing your heart, preparing your hands to serve. And, and, and the key is excellence. And also the next key is attitude. Everybody say attitude. I know you got your mask on, but you know, added when our attitude, when we serve determines how people receive from us. I'll say it again. Our attitude when we serve determines how people receive from us. If we're grumpy, then their hearts won't be as receptive. How many know that's right? But if we're joyful, then they'll be able to receive. Like, you know, like if, if you know, when, when you guys start feeding the county where well, you have been, but when you do it again, uh, I don't know if they're just driving up and you're putting it in their trunk or whatever. But, you know, it makes a difference when you pick it up and you're just walking with a straight face. They open the trunk, you just put it in the trunk, slam it in the trunk, bye. Like, how many know that's not going to work? Right? But when they see you putting a smile, having a smile on your face, hey, good morning, God bless you, we're praying for you, how many know that makes a difference? Now, now I don't know if anybody knows this movie. Now, I'm not the one to talk about movies because my best friend will tell you, like, he knows no movies, right? But I do remember a movie from when I was a kid called Jungle Book. Does anybody remember Jungle Book, all right? Okay, and I think that they made it over and over again. And so there's this little guy named Mowgli who's really a man cub, and Mowgli... 
doesn't want to live in the man village, but he wants to go to the jungle and he wants to live with Bagheera, the black panther. And Bagheera is trying to talk him out of it and say, you don't need to do this. You belong with the, you know, the other man village, the man people, that kind of thing. And he's really getting, he, he just doesn't have the right attitude toward Mowgli to help him. So Mowgli is kind of getting down. And then Mowgli runs into somebody named Baloo the bear. And Baloo the bear is just this laid back, joyful guy, happy about everything. You don't have to worry about anything. All you got to do, Mowgli, is look for the bear necessities, those good old bear necessities. He said, forget about your worries and your doubts. Yeah, man. I mean, those bear necessities, they're mother nature's recipes that bring you bear necessities of life. So he's just letting him know, man, you don't got to worry about anything. Like, you know, he's trying to pick up these things on the tree and they're, they're, they're hurting. And he said, oh, when you pick a pawpaw or prickly pear, and you pick a raw paw, next time beware. Don't pick the prickly pear by the paw. When you pick a pear, try to use the claw. But you don't need to use the claw when you pick a pear of the big paw. But like Baloo just had his mind made up that it doesn't matter what comes or what goes. Everything is going to be all right because I have the right attitude. And my attitude is going to determine my altitude and what God can do in my life. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and, and so... What am I saying? I'm saying be like Baloo. Like be like Baloo, not just when you're serving. Learn to be like the Baloo all the days of your life. Like when you came to church this morning, you should have wanted to come to church this morning. When you got online, you should have wanted to get online. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to online church. I have this attitude of gratitude. Why? He woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. I've got the activity of my limbs. The blood is running warm in my veins. I'm on this side. Hello, somebody. And not on the other side. I'm just happy to be alive. And that is the type of attitude that we've got to have, that no matter what comes, no matter what goes, no matter how challenging life is, I'm always going to keep a smile on my face. No matter how rough it goes, if the devil's talking, I'm going to keep talking back. I've got my mind made up. I've got my heart fixed that I'm going to keep the right attitude. Watch this, because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Like you, you didn't light my candle, so you can't blow it out. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And if the world didn't give it to me, the world can't take it away. Does that make sense? All right. You're going to be like, my pastor had his friend come and his lesson was be like Baloo the Bear. Well, somebody will understand it anyways. All right. So listen, I, I got a lot of change on the clock, but I, I'm at my last point. So uh, so I'm going to knock this last point out and then and then we're going to go home. So 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 my last point is this greater works produce greater rewards, greater works produce great rewards greater works produce and you guys have been talking about uh uh uh, this recently over the past few weeks with pastor evan and so i've gotten an opportunity to catch some of it you've got some amazing teaching and so i just actually just want to push uh just a a few more things and so like i said i'm going to uh, give you a few more scriptures i'm going to talk to you about a few things and then then i'm going to close and so if we have anyone that can play soft for me in a a few minutes because i just want to i just want to share something with you and be a blessing all right ephesians the sixth chapter and the sixth verse if you remember i read verses six and seven earlier right so now i want to read verses six and seven but i also want to read verse eight so we read this earlier not with our services men pleasers 
but as the service of Christ doing the will of God from the heart with goodwill doing service as unto the Lord and not to men. Now we read that earlier. Now watch what verse eight says. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And this is something that just shows us that what I make happen for others in principle, God will make happen for me. And so anytime that, 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 you know, uh, if you give, what's going to happen? It's going to be given back to you, right? It's the law of reciprocity. And, and, and you, you've got to understand there's nothing that you will do for God that God will not do for you greater. You got it? Uh, John 15 and 16 says, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. Watch this. And that your fruit should remain that whatsoever you shall ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. If we will do greater works, God will write a blank check. Does that make sense? If we will do, if we will take the time and say, listen, I'm yours, Lord. Everything I've got, everything I am, everything I'm not. I'm not even coming to in-person church right now. I'm planning on being back, but I'm not right there right now. But Lord, how can you use me where I'm at right now in the situation I am right now to make a difference in the lives of others? And I believe that to the degree that we will pray that prayer, God will give us inspired ideas because we're givers and we're in covenant with God. And the tithe does a lot of things for us. And one of the things that the tithe does is it gives us inspired ideas and creative and witty ideas. And so I believe that God will give us ideas to impact other people's lives in an amazing way. Uh, Here's the key. The key is, watch this, is not to go after the reward, watch this, but to go after making a difference and the reward will show up. Your man of God said last week, I heard him with my own two ears, our prosperity in life is tied to our pursuit in God and not our pursuit in things. And, and, and so the key, watch this, you got to understand, it's not going after reward, but when it comes to greater works, going after making a difference. When I wake up in the morning, God, how can I make a difference? When I wake up in the morning, God, I need you to use me today to impact somebody's life in an amazing way. That God, I need you to use me today to be a blessing to somebody. And sometimes I don't think that we understand that sometimes you'll make a difference because somebody will just tell you, man, I'm having a tough day. And so this is what you can do. You can do one or two things. Oh, man, I'm praying for you. Keep on going. Or you could really stop and take the time and say, hey, man, remember what pastor taught us? Or you'll tell them a scripture or maybe it's through text and you'll shoot a text back. And sometimes all people need is just a little bit of encouragement to get them from where they are to where they need to be. Does that make sense? Matthew 6 and 33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. So, man, I'm not going after the things. I'm going after the things of God and the things will show up in my life. My wife and I years ago went from living paycheck to paycheck. And today we live a supernatural life. And it didn't start with us looking for reward. It started with us praying this simple prayer. Lord, bless us so we can be a blessing and make a difference in the lives of others. Not to believe to the degree that our heart is that way, that we'll see God do some amazing things. I want to uh, close with what I opened up with at the beginning. Jesus said, if you believe on me, the works that I do, if you believe on me, and I think that that's the key. It all starts with you believing in Jesus, the son of God. 
So maybe there's someone through the lens or maybe there's someone in this room that you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. It's going to be real simple. I want to give you the opportunity. Jesus is the absolute best thing that ever happened to me. And I know he'll be the best thing that ever happened to you. Maybe you've been searching for this and you've searched for that and you tried this and you tried that. I, I want you to try Jesus. Romans 10 and 9 said, if we'll just confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we shall be saved. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed, believers are praying all over the building. And so I want to give you the opportunity. Maybe, maybe you're in the room or you're through the lens and you just need to rededicate your life. You gave your life to God and then you just kind of got off track and you just kept going in that direction. And I just want you to know that God is knocking on the door of your heart. He's not mad at you. He loves you so very much. And maybe, maybe you're in the room or on the lens and you're just a Christian and you just need to repent. What? I don't think we, we I don't think we, we, we do that part in our appeals. Well, as, as believers, we make mistakes. As believers, we fall short. As believers, we miss it. And thank God for 1 John 1 that teaches us that if we'll just confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us for all of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So repentance doesn't put us at the back of the line. It just puts us back in line. And so this is what I want to do. Whether you're through the lens or whether you're in the room, I'm just going to have you repeat a simple prayer. And that's, that's all I'm going to do. And then, of course, uh, whoever's coming behind me, they'll give you any instructions or add to uh, the appeals. But this is the part that I wanted to make sure I did. And so uh, if, you're, if you're watching through the lens, I need you to pray this prayer if you feel it in your heart. If you're in this room, I want you to pray this prayer. And as a matter of fact, let's all just pray this prayer together because it'll help the person that's making this commitment for the first time. I want everyone, and I know you've got masks on in the room, so just do your best to repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you asking you to forgive me for sinning against you, a holy God. I know Jesus died and shed his blood just for me. Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord, be my Savior, and from this day forward, I'll serve you. Now, Satan, I denounce you and every evil work. You have nothing to do with me. I have nothing to do with you. Jesus is my Lord. He's my Savior, and I'll always serve him. Now, Father, I thank you for what you've done in this place. We seal it now to the day of redemption. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can you give the Lord a big hand? Praise God. Bless you. Thank you so much. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, Pastor James, hold on one second. If you would if you would stick here with me. Listen, everybody, thank you so much for being here. Um, two quick things as we close out is to remember we do have the food drive. That's coming up on February 10th. And also remember our EXO conference that is here just to help your relationships. Whether you're married or single, engaged, whatever position you're in, you can come out.